Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guaranteed. Walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt. Yeah. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter on X at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Happy National Signing Day. Surprise! <laughs> no. Um, I guess it's it's sort of suddenly become an eventful day because the Grizzlies have made a trade right before we came on air, Jeffrey. Is that exciting to you? That we, that, you know, deadline day is technically tomorrow, but they've now made both their, they've now made two trades, one a week before the deadline and a day before the deadline. Would you rather have it be a deadline day deal just to, you know, spice it up a little bit? Exciting? No. It does give us something to talk about. But (laughs) I think we're at a point with the Grizzlies where the deals that they're going to make, like, let's be clear. Y'all, there was no value. They got rid of Xavier Tillman. Like, they're just cutting down the roster. Like, they got two pencils and a highlighter. A 20-30 second rounder. Mm. That's not. I hear that's going to be a good draft. That's a lot. I hear it's going to be when a good start, draft. When you start hearing assets that are in another decade, so that that's means, when that's when it's like oh, and we're not talking like oh, it's twenty nineteen. It's, it's like it's like when team, college football teams schedule yeah, a game in exactly. the twenty thirty. It's like is that that's like, that game's not going to happen. <laughs> we still we're going to have three new conferences by then. <laughs> uh, well, um, interesting uh, week because you've got. National Signing Day today, which doesn't matter anymore. You've got Trade Deadline Day, which here for the Grizzlies feels like, I don't know, you're, you're almost like, almost like doesn't even matter. Here's Well, no, here's what's interesting about it. It's not necessarily the trades themselves. What's interesting about it is they're clearly trying to cut down the roster, something that we knew that they were going to have to do. What's interesting to me, it's like, who can they actually get rid of? 
Because it seems to me, <laughs> it seems to me the the strategy is they are willing to give up players as long as they don't have to take anything back, like take anything toxic back. Like I said, uh, those wings who you're talking about here, mm-hmm. really, Zaire, Jake Laravia, David Roddy, maybe even Con- you can maybe even throw Conchar. I, I think Conchar's, you, Conchar's on those. They're the, the, only, they're the couch on the side of the road, and what happened is someone drove by, saw the couch. Saw it smelled bad, but then was like, "Oh, I see you got a love seat inside yeah, there." Well, can, I, can I re? Yeah. Well, How much you will? I'll give you twenty five dollars for that. I don't, you know. So during <laughs> that, that love seat's name was Xavier I, Tillman Senior. I think couch is not not the right the right one okay. because a couch could still be useful <laughs> because on some of these, like you know, you could even if it smells bad, like. You know what? Let's go get it covered. We, you know, Febreze. There's lots. Th- there's strategy. Really? You know people who would do that? Oh yeah, yeah. I've okay. known some some true cheapest of the cheap at, like- at certain points in my life. But here's what it's like. During one of the 58 times that we lost power the last two or three years, mm-hmm. I had a wine fridge, and it was plugged into the wall. I didn't have a I didn't have a surge protector. I guess hand up. That's on me. It fried the wine fridge. Mm-hmm. That bad boy went out on the street. Like uh, you've got, you've got to be able to figure out how to how to. Did someone pick up re- the wine fridge? It was gone in ten minutes. Oh, it was that. unbelievable. Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, who the hell would take that? Was a Stephen Adams? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was yeah, a no, Stephen Adams. Jumped on that. Yeah. Well, well, someone wanted that. Yeah. All right. Well, what do, you, what do you need? You need a guy that's not going to play? Here's nine million. Well, Xavier Tillman's given us something to talk about for buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. So we'll dive into that trade. The Grizzlies also talk. Uh, Memphis basketball as well. They play Temple tomorrow. Uh, our long you know, wait to see if they've turned the corner will soon be over. Um, hopefully, maybe, um, or returned the corner. Uh, 240 or so, David Cobb from CBSSports.com will join us. We'll talk to him about college basketball. Also, want to get his thoughts on this whole Tennessee NIL deal. Mm. I don't, this broke after he came on the show last week, I believe. Um, no, no, we talked. Well, we talked about the the investigation. So you're correct. He, Topmeyer, and I talked about the actual mm-hmm. attorney general and all that. Well, the attorney general, tough blow for the AGs yesterday uh, in court. So um, I get the sense that obviously it wasn't a win, but it was mainly just like time's not of the issue. You don't qualify for this. Yes, I, no, it, it was not. It's not the end of the case, but it was. Uh, it, it stalls them basically being able to sign whoever the hell they want for whatever they want immediately. Sure. <laughs> sure. In theory. I would say on, on paper. Legally. Legally. Three o'clock or so, we'll get into the list. Uh, Grizzlies did play a game last night uh, against the Knicks, so we'll talk about that. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's Super Bowl week, too, by the way. Does it feel like Super Bowl week? I, I understand it's Wednesday, but I don't know why. I like, think I blame the commission. Uh, he, he had the, he he had his the press routine. conference. He threw, threw the early. routine off. Yeah, he threw the routine off. You know, he. Who were we supposed to focus on? Your Super Bowl media day, like with the players, Travis Kelsey. But I do feel like it does feel like Super Bowl week in the sense that the Chiefs. What's interesting is how much the Chiefs are dominating the headlines. Obviously because of the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, but then you've got the Patrick Mahomes dad thing. And just in general, there seems to be way more interest in the Chiefs than the Niners in all of this. Yeah, I think, though, isn't that like a – it's more of kind of a reflection of – Well, they, they could – this is a potential dynasty we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I also think it's like the 
the quote unquote stars of the Niners, like it doesn't, it's never made sense to me. But McCaffrey has never just had, despite being an awesome football player, like he doesn't have like the star quality. Like he, he's, he's not shoved down our throats on every ad. Uh, then their receiving cores kind of, you know, it's all interchangeable. Like they have. Very good players, but none of them are, like, shoved down our throats with, like, media well, marketing. Well, I'll say this. If, if you're not excited for it, I think you should be. So we'll talk well, about the The Super other thing Bowl. I was thinking about, though, is this. So we kind of mentioned yesterday, like, the whole Super Bowl rotation. Mm-hmm. Like is, the, is it the interesting? Venues. Yes, the venues. Is it interesting that, like, it feels like the primary venues are all going to be main, mainly West Coast? I mean, I know... Las Vegas is not the coast. Well, I think but, Miami, New Orleans. But, I mean, I think Miami's going to have a – I think Miami has a uh, capacity problem. Well, they're not going to just go to those five places. There's also Indianapolis that they'll go to from time they, to time. They don't like – they only did that – I think they've only done the Super Bowl there once, right? And I think it's – they did the whole give – if you – there was a point in time where if you built a new stadium, yes. they would give you I, a Super Bowl. Dallas is going to get, get I stuff. Think, I think Dallas is only hosted once. I know, but they'll get stuff. Like I, I, you're talking like just the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it. It also depends. Do they want their Super Bowls, the Super Bowl, to be daytime? Do they want it? You know, in the venue that they're at. Do they? You know, because if you're on the West Coast, it's gonna be a daytime game. You're like a afternoon game. Um, I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know if it matters or not. Yeah, for I just, them. I just thought it's interesting because it feels like college sports. And granted, part of this is an interest thing because. You've never lived on the West Coast. You I understand. bet you, though, they're gonna, they're gonna. It's still gonna be like when Nashville builds that stadium. Well, they're get gonna one, expect get, to get a Super Bowl. Well, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think like the only place that probably is gonna build a new stadium and won't get the Super Bowl is Buffalo, because it's not a dome. And I bet it's too small. Well, yeah. I think they're gonna, I think they're doing the SoFi thing. I think they're doing the canopy. They're gotcha. gonna. It's not gonna be dome. It's not an indoor stadium, or it's not an indoor stadium, but it's gonna have like a roof. They're gonna do that. But I think for Buffalo, the other issue would be it's like you have to have a baz- like the same reasons we can't host an All Star game. Mm-hmm. You have to have a bazillion hotel rooms. Like yeah. I-, I think Buffalo wouldn't qualify on that. We've also got to talk about TV today. Mm. We had big T big sports TV news, and this is yeah. a show that is devoted and dedicated to the sports TV Wait a watcher. They're going to put several channels together in one offering and charge you a little more. No way. Yep. Revolutionary. Mm. We'll talk about it all on today's show. But let's start with a little buy sell show. You'll never guess what NBA TV or whatever. What's the NBA show? You'll never guess who their who their who their lead in the A block is. LeBron. No way. Mm. How'd you get it? Buy sell short or go to Reddit. It's that time on 929's Giannato and Jeffrey show where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. By the way, is our boy Wendy? Is he slimming a little? I mean, I, granted, I haven't seen him. Is granted, he? he had a lot. He had a lot to lose recently. But, like, it, but it looks like a little trimmer. Good. Yeah, yeah. he probably needs. You yeah, know, I, I like think it, probably for health wise, it's probably know, a good thing. Good. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and and he's good at what he does. So hopefully, uh, whatever weight he's at, I hope he's happy. Um, all right. You mentioned we've got you know the A block with LeBron. What mm-hmm. will the Lakers do? Yeah. Uh, we now have again. We mentioned it earlier. News on the Grizzlies front. They have made another trade. Uh, Xavier Tillman going to the Boston Celtics for three second-round picks. Is that correct? All right. Two. Celtics are sending a second via Atlanta, a 2030 via Dallas. I think it's two. Two second-round picks. So that's now 
Stephen Adams and Xavier Tillman for the contract of Victor Oladipo and five second-round picks. Also known as one Jay Crowder. <laughs> one Jay Crowder. Yes. Um, it clears, uh, I guess, Xavier Tillman was going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this season, I believe. Was he going to be no. restricted? I think it was unrestricted because, remember, he, they didn't, didn't pick they up sign? his option. Yeah. I thought he signed, but didn't they give him, like, a small extension? Uh, I think they just, like, picked up an option. Yeah. Um, I know he's uh, he's unrestricted. Yes. Um, yes, he would, yes, he would have been an unrestricted free agent. So you get something for him. This obviously Barely. suggests, well, but this suggests, okay, they're not, they were not planning, um, they were not planning to keep him. I, I think financially they couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so, um, they still need a new starting center at somewhere at some point, but, um, this does clear another roster spot. Well, let's take that premise because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What if they're what if they're what if they're kind of telegraphing that hey, their starting front court's going to be Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. I well, I don't think they're telegraphing that. I think they're going to sign someone. I think they're hoping not to be done. Okay, I would guess so. That's. That's kind of the the that's when we talk about like is it exciting at the deadline? It's not exciting. I do think it's interesting because it, they're giving us they're giving us information for what is going to happen for next year's team, which is that's all I actually care well, about. And and I actually think don't know if this particular trade is all that illuminating. And like the Adams trade was obviously a much bigger deal. No, 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 I agree with you on that. But what is clear right now is the Grizzlies know what everybody knows. They've got to cut it down. They've got too much right now. And so the reason why I say are they telegraphing it because there's a couple of there you know there's a couple of factors. I'm still not sure Mark unless they get rid of more guys, I don't know what they're going to be I don't know if they can be spending money. What if the what if the starting center or the third front court guy is the rookie? Whoever they use with the first round pick. Yeah, it could be. I think it depends on what number the what pick you're getting and that situation right like if you give a shot at that SAR guy for instance or the the right center I could see you know Dallas I mean it hasn't necessarily worked perfectly Dallas did that this year with Derek Lively like he's yeah. been a pretty good rookie big for them um you know at the same time you know there's some there's obvious risk involved in that I I just, just when I was on with Jason and John earlier they were talking about this a little bit and I think to me Jenkins said last week or whenever it was, whenever the Adams trade happened, you know, they're looking for an archetype of Steven Adams, yeah. you know? And so to me, like, you're not going to be able to replicate everything Steven Adams did, I don't think. now. You, and you might be able to get someone who can do some other things better than Steven Adams. But the key things to me that you're looking for in your center in particular is someone who rebounds, re- like compliments Jaron. And complimenting Jaron, to me, the most important parts are rebounding and being able to work the pick and roll with John ja Morant. Yeah, like I agree. Being that guy. That's all. Like, you need to be a rim runner. I mean, a guy Adams who can really set a good Adams screen. really wasn't even a rim runner. As long as you're just. But someone who can. But even though he wasn't a rim runner in the traditional sense, he was like that savvy. Like, he was like a lane crasher. You know, like he would like. Even though he was setting one screen, you know, he knew how to like turn it into two screens. You know, like he was really, really good. And I mean, with honestly, that. another. I know this all goes under the umbrella of rebounding. 
But, like, they need a guy that is a good offensive rebounder because, honestly, that's how that's been part of their half-court offense is just getting extra opportunities. Yes. So, um, here's my buy-sell shirt to go to Reddit for you. All right. Based off this, we now have two trades in the books for the Grizzlies and after last night's loss to the Knicks, a six-game losing streak. Yes. They and covered, th- though, even though it looked like they were going to get run out of the building by 40. Yes, <laughs> that's what I thought. That first half, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I did not. Oh, no, I, I did not watch the comeback live. I I'll it, be perfectly I honest. It, I put it on Twitter. Last night was the fir- the only other time I think I did this this season was they were playing at Chicago. It was either wild card. It was either super wild card weekend, I beg your pardon, not wild card weekend. Sorry, Kamish. It was either like, it was like Chicago, like on super wild card weekend. I think that's what it was because it was the Packers. I think it was the Packers Niners game. No. But like I just decided, like at halftime when you've been watching that, it's like I'm I'm good here. Yeah, I've seen no, enough. Like I, I'll be honest, I did not watch the second half live. Like, if, but then like I had people out there, they're like, dude, I you last longer than I did. Crazy. Yeah. So um, here's my buy sell shirt to go to Reddit for you based on the two trades we've now seen, what's been happening on the court. Buy sell shirt to go to Reddit. Reddit the Grizzlies are officially tanking. Or I should. T- they are yeah, yeah, gracefully I, I, I tanking. Know, I know what you mean. Gracefully tanking, not doing it. They're not. They're not doing it overtly. They're doing it the right way. They're they're, they're tanking the right way. So I'm selling this because Mark. I think they've already been doing this. <laughs> so it was official like, a while ago. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make the argument, and I believe it was you that was saying this. We were talking off the air. You can make the argument. This started when they waived Bismack Biamba. Well, that was the first move that was like, oh, they're not, like, this is not, that's not necessarily, like, in your best like immediate is, is interest. Is that Gabriel Princip killing Franz Ferdinand? Is that the moment that launched it all? <laughs> that launched the yeah. tank? Yeah. It's like, that's when the garage well, door nah. opened? I think the 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 murder of Franz Ferdinand is... is ja. It, yeah, Jaws yeah. when they announced the surgery. When, yeah, that, the yeah. national championship night. Correct, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I yeah. remember it. Um, yeah, when they announced that he had torn his leg. Uh, that was... Oh, you're right, that was... Yeah, because we were making... We were talking no, about... I'll never forget it. Well, no, uh, now now uh, it will be linked well, in my mind we forever. Were t- we were talking about... They've had some outstanding news dumps this year. <laughs> like, remember they had like a... It was like... We were like waiting to decide like... Did they just say like, Oh, it's close now, 14... No, go, go, go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the third quarter. Yeah, yeah it was, it was like, like right when the game was yeah, good. It's like, oh, they got Washington at the ball, chance to go. <laughs> I'm like, like, waiting to see how the second half started. Um, I am, I'm buying this. They are officially, like, gracefully tanking. Great. Like, to me, you're right that ultimately you started looking to next season and, like, the, the ultimately the triggering event you're probably right, is the John Moran injury. But to me, like, the once they started getting bringing these 10 days in and the injuries happened, like, they were going to play out the string. Now, like, my question is, I don't think enough's being asked. Like, we got the update from Taylor Jenkins that, like, Desmond Bain is, like, working really hard to try and, like, beat his recovery date. Like, no. Like, yeah, like I mean, I was just like, I was like, are we oh, sure that's the smartest l- l- thing here? He, let me phrase it this I way. I get it. We can't say it. Let me let me phrase it this way. If you want to put that out in the public space to make your guy look good, yeah. by all means. Yeah. Let me tell you who should not be pushing it to return. <laughs> because here's the thing. 
He said it, he was still on schedule. There are not. There. It'd be one thing. Like I completely we're understand. Sitting, we're sitting Santi with a tailbone contusion right now, a bruised tailbone. Now, granted, I don't know what his contract looks like. Yeah. Are there certain fresh like? Are there? Well, the new deal doesn't kick in until next year. But like, are there incentives? Usually, this is more of an. Yeah. This is honestly though. This is usually more you of an, right. of an right. NFL thing. Yeah, like, you know, there could you, be some incentives. When you're like, why the hell is that, that guy? When you see week eighteen, or it could be like a certain point total, and he scored. Right, a, you know, yeah. Like you know, you see this in week eighteen when a team's like already deciding, like, why the hell is he playing? It's like mm-hmm. it's usually because oh, if he gets another seventy yards, he gets mm-hmm. like it's amazing what they'll do for like two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> like it's like in the NFL, and I get it on the NFL contract, so you have to get all you can get. But well, like I am very, very curious what they do with Bain. And Marcus Smart, when they're ready to come back, like, are they just, are they going to play? Like, I guess. Is there going to be, like, if they're truly back when their time frame, in the time frame they gave initially, in terms of, like, when they're going to be reevaluated, like, they were technically basically going to be reevaluated after the All-Star break. And, like, they, the timeline tracked where they'd be back, like, in the beginning of March. And, like, are you going to have them play a month of meaningless games? Can you... Tell me where I am in the tankathon. Because here's the thing, I don't. I think that the the Spurs. Your, You're not passing the Spurs. The Spurs, your Wizards, Detroit, and I even think Charlotte. Those people have done just such magnificent work. Like you, when you talk about, like you see, you read that term paper, and you're like, I could never write this. Well, that's that's special work. Well, I, I thought it was funny last night. I tw- last night at halftime, or like, yeah, I think it was at halftime. I tweeted. You know, I said it's really sinking in that like we're about. To, I know, I know, I should have been there a long time ago. But I said no, it's really no, no, beginning. I wasn't to... going to go that direction. I got one better for you. So I well, told you about my buddy. So you're talking about like how are we going to watch these things? Well, I just said I said it's really beginning to sink in that we've got two more months of mostly meaningless Grizzlies basketball games to get through. And my friend Kyle Bailey, who hosts the show in yeah. Charlotte, he he replied, "Hello from Charlotte," <laughs> which is <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I got. I if you you really want to go to a dark place with me, mm-hmm. you. I think I'd mentioned this to you. I know Jeff had mentioned it. I mentioned it to Jeff, and he he said it today on the show, morning show. Although, I've, as we found out, we're all just midday shows. Mm-hmm. Three out of our four shows are midday shows. How that works, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. It is entirely possible. We mm-hmm. again. I think every. It does feel like when you got there, like the collective. Everyone's kind of now like, okay, can we fast forward? If the Tigers, we're basically going to know by next Sunday when that SMU game ends, we're basically going to know at that point in time whether or not there it matters until the conference tournament. Because well, yeah, I mean, they, even if they I think go, they have to go three and one. I think I think you're probably right, but even if they went two and two, there'd be enough people who could like talk themselves into like eh, you know you never know like, you know like it's not i don't know if it i i see what you're saying but i also think there is a scenario where it's just still kind of up in the air two and two means you gotta win out basically yeah no i agree two and two means you've like it's you know you're more than likely just need to win the conference tournament you're probably right but again it's like Enough there where you wiggle room where you could talk yourself into it so i'd mention i got a, cu- a, a couple of buddies that were were spitballing ideas of how to make the season watchable. Mm-hmm. 
So we, I told you we had uh, my one buddy that said, why don't they just go and sign so all the kids? we're both in agreement that they are now tanking, whether they say it or not. Yeah. No, they. I think you they, just you think they started it a while yeah. ago. I'm just picking up on Correct. it now. Yes. Okay. They've they have punted on the competitive enterprise of this season. Yes. They have to play 82 games. It's contractually obligated. Did you know I went through every injury report for my column yesterday just to like count the number different different types of injuries that they've had this year Surely, listed on the injury report? Isn't there somewhere that you can sort that? I don't know. I just did it myself. It didn't take that long. Um, you know they've had ten different kinds of soreness so far. Well, sore, soreness is always the giveaway of rest. Well, what, regardless, ten different body parts of soreness. Yeah, that, but those are rest days. I, I get it. But they've had there's 35 total designations. Santi has mm-hmm. had the most injury designations on the team. Six different types of injuries. All right, let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. Would Kennard be second? Um, so I believe. Technically, Kennard and Derrick Rose are tied for second. I believe after last night, Derrick Rose, he took when, we get, when we get the, the next injury report, yeah. Derrick Rose will right. take the lead. It's, like, unle- you know, it's unle- like when the number one team loses on Saturday, you're just waiting for the new rankings to come yes. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Derrick yeah. Rose is going to now be tied with Santi yeah. uh, atop the leaderboard of injury designations. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other ideas that were thrown out, I mentioned yesterday – just sign kids of the 96 Bulls teams. Mm. So, what if... Like, so we, Scotty Pippen, who else was on that team? Well, could we get... You could get super progressive. Can't you Rodman, sign, like, Rodman's daughter? Yeah, Rodman's daughter. I think um, Rodman has a son, too, that that was, like, played a little college ball. Sign one of the... the I, again, I don't think we can Ron sign... Ron Harper's kid is, good, like, one of the top five recruits in the country. So you get, you know, Dylan Harper or whatever his name yeah. is, yeah, like who's going to Rutgers. He's yeah. one of the kids who signed with Rutgers. Oh yeah, because didn't some blowhards on Twitter like you ruined the kid's moment to Woj? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, gonna be he's gonna be an NBA player in a few years. He can sign. Yeah, so he'd be. He could get the problem him. is, yeah, I, I want guys now. Okay. You know, again, we mentioned that yeah, he's not eligible. The no. awkwardness of probably you probably can't sign Marcus Jordan with Scottie Pippen Jr. on the team. Yeah, probably can't do that. But again, Jeffrey's still out there. Mm-hmm. Still out there. Um. What were the other ideas? The other ideas, I've got another buddy who is adamant that the Grizzlies should just convince all of the core four to come out of retirement and to just play this year, just just for feelings, for vibes and feelings. There's no way they want to do that. The three, I mean, no, probably not. I mean, I saw, I'll just say this. I saw Tony play in the big three this yeah. summer. He's not capable of playing an NBA game right now. He'd have he'd have to train a little, quite a bit. Um Conley obviously still playing. Yeah. I, you know, Gasol looks like hasn't played this year over in Barcelona. And yeah. like, be honest, it looked kind of rough at the end of his NBA. You know, like he wasn't playing much. The, the, the whole point is just yeah. how can you make us care? Yeah. No, you're a good point. I think well, you're just talking about ideas. They could pull here. it off. They yeah. could pull it off. They wouldn't be any good, Again, but they'd pull it I off. I think we could probably we need to file a request. Can we Maybe play that's what they should do on April 6th. Like, make, just make that whole day that, yeah. just for one bring game. Bring him back. Bring him back for one game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just we're moving tickets for you guys. Well, I, my whole thing is, I know there's probably people listening. Well, this is like you can watch the development of these young guys. It's like I've seen now enough of Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson. I get what they are. Now I want to see them play with like the real team. Well, I actually think it's a little a little bit different for me. It's not necessarily I want to see what they look like with the real team. It's I want to see what they look like when they have to play like competitive. Yeah. Like, Big games. get real reps, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know what they can do in this type of environment. So, um, yeah. So it's, uh, 
It's interesting time for the Grizzlies. It's gonna, like I said, we what they really need at the deadline, they can't get, and it's a fast forward button. <laughs> the right. fan base, yeah, I, I think there is. There's still. No, I know. I get it. You're yeah. right. The development part is right. important, but like I've just I, seen I'm, enough of it. I, I don't need to see more. I of it. I think it's important for the organization. For fans, yeah. I don't. Yeah, fans really just need. Like we need. What was the Adam Sandler movie? Click. Where yeah. you got Tebow for real life. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 We need that. Yeah, no, you're right. That's exactly what we that's what we need. Um, all right, let's do a Tigers buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right. Uh, again, they play at Temple on Thursday. We were talking about. Also know, known as tomorrow. <laughs> also known as mm-hmm. tomorrow. That is correct. Um, okay, here's my buy, sell, short, go to Reddit. Because it's the popular thing when you're criticizing Penny Hardaway's mm. coaching. You're, you're more often than not, you're cr- criticizing the way he handles the rotation, right? That's yeah. probably the most common complaint. Is that the buy sell short go to Reddit? No. Okay, I'll say I will buy that a thousand. No, yeah. but I'm just setting I up. Would, I'm setting would, it up with. I like, would virtually say it's exclusive. No, you're, I, you're, I, I, you yes. agree with me that yes. that is kind of the like at the Co-sign, root of everyone's complaints could, about if you if you don't like Penny as an X's and O's guy, that's really what you're getting at. Yes. You don't act, you know, it's not you know, like, yes, there's some like, oh, he doesn't run like, you, I don't like the NBA offense and whatever. But like, ultimately, I yes. think more, more than anything is that. Buy, sell, sure to go to Reddit. The biggest problem for Memphis this season is Penny Hardaway's rotation. I buy that. In the end, they get themselves like the, like when we talk about what are their, on eye test, like, what are their biggest problems? Well, it's like cohesion, turnovers to no one. Like this, Mark, I was I was telling you and John off the air, like, it feels like we've had, was it the 2019-20 team? Who was the team that would just throw it out of bounds? It's 2019-20, yeah. yeah. It's obviously not to the volume that that team was. Cause it was really his first two teams. Let's, but, like, yeah. let's be clear. That that one team in particular was special. That was the gold standard of turnovers. Yeah, I like, think it, it was 2019 It was, I think, was every there. third possession they turned it over. And these weren't just, like, balls stripped away. It was just, like, you found it. Yeah, they you, just throw it yeah. inexplicably. Correct. But this team is this team has shades of that where you'll look up and they're just going to fire it three rows deep. Like it's not just like firing out of bounds; it's out of out of nowhere. They've here's what I'd say: they were when they struggled this year. Turnovers have been a problem, but they were not a heavy turnover team no, at the beginning. No, of the vo- year. that's why I said volume. There's nowhere close. The gold standard is still yeah. that other team. But I feel like a lot of that is they have no idea where anyone's going to be, and they don't they don't seem to like trust one another. I think part of their defensive problems are they don't. Trust like when they switch, they don't they don't communicate well enough. Like, that seems to be an issue. I think all of this would be settled by if you played guy if you played fewer guys and you played them more consistently on the floor. That sorts itself out, and then there's no question. Like these slow first half starts are a hundred percent because they feel like it. They have to get everybody in. Interesting. I think I hope I'm using this properly. I think I'm going to short this. All right. I think I think everyone thinks this is the biggest problem. This, then you correct. And in the Rice game, it was the it was like his rotation was the problem. Was I think also, in the was, Rice game, it was the problem in the first half on on Saturday too. <sighs> yes, maybe. I just don't think it's their biggest problem. This I don't think his. I, I think he's been running the rotation 
the way he's run it the last couple years. Right. But I guess this And is, I think two this, things can, I, I, I do agree with you on that. But this is my problem. If you're going to be against the grain guy, which is I do it differently, mm-hmm. it has to work. Because at a certain well, point you're now you're hurting your team because like for instance, Mike Leach was against the grain. I'm gonna run the true air raid, whatnot. It worked. So that's fine. But if you're gonna be I'm gonna do it differently, it has to work. I think two things can be true. He should shorten his rotation. He should have every year he's been the coach, it feels like. Um, Except year one. I feel like on that, because honestly, and I think probably a big part of it was, it was a roster he inherited. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like he felt beholden to anyone, and so he he didn't have... And I thought last year he didn't play. I mean, I, I guess he did play. It didn't come up very much last year either. People complaining about the rotation. Not nearly as much as every other season, basically. Um... But I I don't well, think last, the rota- year, last year didn't ride. Last year was the first team really he's had that didn't ride a roller coaster. Like he's gone to the extreme lately because he's been playing Pierre. But like he was playing Sharon Font some and, and everyone else. He was playing 10 guys at the beginning of the year. The problem, Penny, I don't think it's necessarily the rotation in terms of like he should, again, he should play fewer guys. But the problem I see playing on going on out there isn't even just that he plays too many guys. It's that there's no if you're gonna play that many guys, we're gonna play 10, 11 guys, like there should probably be more of a plan in terms of like these guys knowing exactly when they're gonna go in the game, generally Whereas speaking. It feels all reactive. It's all the pro my biggest issue with Penny's substitutions and rotations isn't as much the number, even though, again, I'll reiterate, I think he should probably play fewer guys. It's more that the way he deploys them, and he's gotten better at it. Like, I do think the the philosophy of, okay, I'm going to play a bunch of guys in the first half, and then I'm going to narrow it down in the second half is better than the philosophy he had when he was first the head coach. But... I wish there was more of a plan in terms of, okay, I'm going to play 10 guys, 11 guys, but it's like these guys are going to play from 14 minutes to 10 minutes each game. If you're going to do it, if you're going to like do it like, you know, you say you're an NBA coach, like do it the way an NBA coach does it. Like that's how NBA coaches do, they, do their sons. Honestly, the game's scripted almost. Yeah, like it doesn't matter who plays well or who doesn't. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to give you these three or four minutes, and if you're, still, if you're playing well, I might keep you in, but like – you know, this is when you're definitely going to play. Well, How think, many guys on this team know when they're definitely going to play off the bench? They don't because it's random each game. Well, another key part of that is also knowing who you're going to play with. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Like, you can practice. All right, well, this group's going to be on the floor at this time. And then you can practice that way. But my my, but my, I, I would my, also, whole, my whole answer, though, really boils down to when it gets nut-cutting time, he plays the same guys. No, and and – it's a tell that even he knows. I think that's what he would thing. say in response to this when he gets asked about it is he would note, like, it's not like his main guys aren't playing a bunch of minutes. They're playing 32, 34 minutes. But, yes, it's disjointed. It is. Well, no, my problem is essentially, though, that idea, the mm-hmm. core around that is basically development. Mm-hmm. The problem is you are not in a point at which you can just – like, it's not as if, like, okay, they've already made it in, and now, like, they can work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, don't have, they don't have the luxury of that anymore. And 
to me, the biggest problem, the two biggest problems to me were, one, I think Javon Quinterly stopped playing well for a while. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big problem. And frankly, just like their their main guys haven't played that well lately. Jones played awesome the other day, but we've seen like he's been a very a, a one-way player, if that makes sense, in a lot of these games lately. Um, and then two, you know, I think more than the rotation this year, it's like kind of the roster meddling, if you will. The, you know, like ultimately the roster instability of this team where you're, you know, Brown is leaving and then coming back. Tomlin's getting and, added. And then, by the way, you're not playing him. Yeah, and then you're not playing so him. So what was and that like, for? Yeah, and like the... You know, it just seems like seemed like that to me disrupted this team. Um, whether and it obviously wasn't intended for that, but um, I don't think it's necessarily the rotation that's their biggest problem. Even though the rotation could probably and should probably be shortened. Um, so uh, interesting times for Memphis basketball. Again, I, I I'm hopeful about this stretch down. I. I I think maybe Penny has gotten has figured something out in his mind. Maybe he should have figured it out sooner, and it's not going to be exactly the way I think people want it in terms of like he's only playing seven or eight guys. But the way he's talking sounds like someone who's had some sort of breakthrough in terms of how he how he's coaching this team. I'm not there yet. I'm open to it. Yes, I, I'm going to need to see more. You're going to need the four games. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think. I think if you are leery until after these four games about making a judgment about that, I think that's completely fair. Like, you're not going to know after tomorrow night. Like, they should win that game. Now, it would be nice. You know what would be a good sign? If they went into Temple and won by double digits. Like, took care of business yes. and won by double digits. That would be a good sign tomorrow. It would be a good sign if they beat Temple in the game, never really got Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you have to win anxious. by 30, but just, like, yeah, yeah, no. control a game against a bad team on the road. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good sign. You know what's a good sign? David Cobb's coming, mm-hmm. coming on the show. Let's talk to him. We'll talk to him about college hoops. He covers it for for uh, CBSSports.com as well as college football. Get the latest on that Tennessee NIL case.